This episode of the Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United. Sales Leadership United is the world's largest collection of sales leadership assets. Sales leadership frameworks, mindset tools, skill set tools, performance coaching, sales leadership training tools, video insights with some of the world's most successful sales leaders, tools used by sales leaders to create massive impact in the current environment. So don't waste your time trying to reinvent sales leadership. Head to Sales Leadership United on Patreon and check out what the world's most complete collection of sales leadership assets can do for you. Every topic you'll ever need and the tools to help you accelerate your sales leadership career all in one place. Check out Sales Leadership United today. Hi, I'm Rob Jepson, and my mission is to help sales leaders everywhere create record-setting growth in the companies they lead. I'm here to share the secrets of the world's most successful sales leaders. I don't care how big the company or how big the team, we showcase sales leaders who are taking what the market gives and then some. We feature leaders of teams that are beating their markets, winning at crazy rates, and creating life-changing years for the people they lead. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. We help sales leaders make how they lead their most defensible competitive advantage. It doesn't matter if you're a new manager, a first-time VP of sales, or a seasoned sales leadership executive. Tap into the power of coaching with people who have been there, done that. If you've ever wondered how other people with jobs similar to yours are addressing challenges you're facing now, reach out to the Jepson Performance Group and learn why sales leaders all around the world choose us as their performance partner. Now, get ready for some serious insights from sales leaders that are making it happen. And remember, don't worry, we got you. Hello, and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high-growth sales leaders share high-growth practices and tactics. Our show is growing faster every single week, and I have each of you to thank for it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for all the DMs, and I get more every week. Please keep them coming, and thank you for your ongoing support of the show. I love seeing the growth of the show, but even more, I love hearing from so many of you on how our show has been so helpful in each of your careers. And today, we're going to take it up another notch. I have a really important guest, one that's going to help you create meaningful impact with those you lead. I cannot be more excited to welcome Matt Granados to the show today. Matt is the president of Life Pulse. Matt teaches organizations and individuals how to achieve desired results with the current resources available to you now by the development of systems that make a difference. And if you believe in that statement, Losers have goals, but winners have systems. Then you're going to love the conversation Matt and I have today. Matt works with iconic companies all around the world. He works with some of the, the most well-known organizations in the world, like Twitter, Google, and the U.S. Air Force. But he also works with up-and-coming high-growth organizations, as well as individuals looking to do more with their careers. He's someone top performers and leaders all around the world have learned from, lean on, and look to as they work to accomplish more with the teams they lead. He's won more than his share of industry awards and accolades, and he hosts a podcast you really should check out, the Best People, Best Place podcast with Matt Granados. I'm really excited for this conversation because the primary role of every leader is the development of those they lead, and Matt's going to share some insights that will help you become legendary in the lives and in the careers of those fortunate enough to work with you. Matt, welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, and thank you so much for joining me. Rob, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. 
I'm excited to have you. I, I, uh, this is a really important conversation that I hope our leaders have their notepads ready for. This is going to be fast. It's going to be high impact. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the work you do, Matt. Why don't we start there? Why don't you introduce all of our listeners? Uh, you got about 50,000 sales leaders that are checking you out right now. Uh, tell them about Life Pulse and the work you do for your customers. All right. Well, as a fellow sales leader in my blood, the pressure makes me excited. So Life Pulse Inc., uh, we're a consultancy where we focus on how to maximize capacity, minimize burnout, but everything we do is by using systems. Um, where it all came from was my inability to function uh, as sometimes a regular human, as a lot of salespeople can can already uh, relate to. We just function differently. And because of that, I had to create boundaries and systems to help me maximize my output because sometimes, as as it was said as I was growing up, I was like a grenade. And I would come in and make massive explosions. But they said, if we can just get you to be a little bit more like a rifle and just tar target that energy in, the impact would be huge. And I finally was able to figure that out. And I've helped thousands of others figure that as out as well. So super excited to do this. We do this with companies. We do this with individuals. Um, because either way, people are what we work with. And every company, if you have people and you have a goal, you're going to have these gaps. And that's what we come in and show you how to fill. I really love that introduction, especially with your last name. The grenade thing is, is really cool. <laughs> it just goes uh, with I, it. I like it. Yeah. You know, massive, massive explosion versus highly focused impact. Bingo. What a great way to set this up. And I hope that for our listeners, I hope you got a little insight already on how fun this conversation is going to be with Matt today. <laughs> Matt, you mentioned that you're a, a salesperson, sales leader. You got a background in that. Uh, you got a bunch of them here. I guess the only other thing before we dive in, because I know we're going to run out of time fast today. Uh, how did you get into the world of intentional of, of intentional improvement, in particular, like your work with some of the sales leaders that you've worked with? How, yes. What was that journey like? It was by accident, right? Like think about all the salespeople. How did you close your best deal? It's like, I don't know. I just showed up and like it, it tends to just kind of work. You put the effort in it, it, it shows up. And when you have something good, the customer shows up. I truly, truly do believe it, right? When you're offering a good product, a good service, the issue is not if the customer's out there, it's where is the customer? And I didn't expect this to happen, but basically my wife came to me and said, Matt, I knew marrying you was going to be hard. I didn't realize it was going to be this hard. Like you're insane. How do you handle what's going on in your head? And I said, well, there's these nine questions I ask myself to keep me in bounds. Like I said, as salespeople, we are, when used properly, we're extremely effective. And when let to ourselves, we are sometimes self-destructive. So because of that, I had to put these systems around myself, like I said, to protect myself. And then all of a sudden, I offered it to my team. I offered it to my sales reps. It worked really well with the sales team. And I offered it to our warehouse team. I offered it to our administrative team. And then eventually, somehow it got in the hands of a very large financial institution. And they called me and said, hey, can you teach this to our sales team? I said, sure, why? Like, I didn't have a business or anything. It was just a system I built for myself, my family, my team, and we blew up the company in a positive way. When I went to go and have a conversation with this cl this client of ours, um, and actually, they never were a client, so I don't ever use their name, because I went there for four days. I taught them the, the entire system. It's this little system over my shoulder for those who are watching or seeing it, but it's it's this entire system. Uh, and then eventually, they said, man, we would have paid you a ton. I said, excuse me? They said, yeah, we just paid someone to come in and teach our team about purpose and how to find their purpose and live out their purpose. They paid $1.4 million for that exercise to happen. This was a very large wow. organization. And 10% of the people left 
because they realized they weren't passionate about this anymore. And I said, that's the biggest issue in the world. You don't need to teach people how to be passionate. We naturally are passionate. You don't need to teach people how to follow their purpose. You have to teach them how to find their purpose. It's just, it was all backwards. Everything they were doing and everything in the industry was backwards when it came to people. And the way I learned it was I had extremely underqualified sales reps making six figures a year because what I realized was the system I provided in front of them, the sales position I gave them was not the difficult part. It was getting the stuff at home taken care of so they could bring 100% of themselves to work. It was making sure they were dealing with their family, dealing with their finances, dealing with their internal struggles, dealing with their physical well-being. All of those things needed to be aligned properly to be able to optimize their performance at work. And then what I realized was once we fix those, the job we were offering was actually the most sustainable part of their entire life. So that's how it all came to. It was completely by accident. That large organization said, hey, you know, you're solving this problem. And I said, well, what's that problem? And I said, we can't connect our corporate desired metrics with our individual's desired lifestyles. I said, and my system does that. They said, better than we've ever seen. I said, wow, this is amazing. So I called my wife back and I said, hey, Maria, you're never going to believe this. You said we do too much. You said my head's all over the place. And because of that, we created this system. And it's your fault now that we are going to have to start this company because this very successful company said that there's hundreds and hundreds of other companies out there who need this service as well. And that's how we started Lightbolt. It was by accident. It was not on purpose. And that led to the larger companies quickly. Uh, and then what I realized was the larger companies are fantastic to work with. And I love working with them. But it doesn't matter whether you're a company of 10,000, 1,000, 100, or 10. The people are what I like to work on. And I love growing people. All right. That is an exciting introduction. I am so stoked. I, I, <laughs> I wish that we, we had like a, like a, a double feature of this. In fact, I think we're probably going to do something because I'm up for it, what, man. what you just said, I think we don't have to talk about anything else. If all we just talk about is how you activate, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can, if I heard you right, I'm, I'm already half page of my notes here. Okay. <laughs> um, we want to connect corporate objectives to the desired individual lifestyles. I, I said it close. I'm, yeah. I'm not exactly No, that's right, good. But, the the, the yeah. cheeky way, right? Because we're all in sales, yeah. right? We all say the same thing. It's to connect corporate desired metrics with okay. individuals' desired lifestyles. All right. That. So. I have felt for a long time that the greatest sales leaders are also the greatest at alignment. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I consider it like, like going to the tire store where you get your, your alignment done on your wheels. Yeah. Because if you start, you could hire someone or have a one-on-one -on -one and you're really close together like this. But if you're even one degree off, and for those of you that are listening on audio, I'm holding my fingers up, go to Sales Leadership United. This will be a video clip you can see. If you're one degree off, the farther down the road you get, the farther apart you get, right? Yeah. Bingo. And too many companies, they or leaders, they, they, they say, here's your sales goal. And they leave it to the rep or the individual to, to <laughs> align what they want out of the job yeah. with what the company needs. I believe we had to flip it around. That sounds like that we are on the same page that way. I'd love to get your perspective on why alignment is a starting point. All right. So to, to piggyback on, we're going to hit your trajectory and we're also going to, which was the alignment. And we're also going to hit your tire example, two things that we talk about all the time. Let's so when it comes go. to trajectory um for those who don't know it's a term that i wasn't smart enough to make it to physics in high school right so i had to learn this later on but trajectory is basically the direction in which an object's going and the force behind in which that object's going can predict where that object will land 
So what happened to me one time was I woke up one day in a 30-day period, found out that employees were embezzling about a quarter of a million dollars from me, found out physically I wasn't going to make it past 40. I was about to go on a trip to Greece with my fiance, and the day before we left for that trip, she gave me the ring back and said she was done. Needless to say, my entire life was off trajectory, if you were to say. Um, and what happened was I realized that I didn't get off that a mile at a time. You get off that inch by a time, an inch by an inch by an inch. So here's the here's the thought process. If you were to take a plane from the West Coast of the United States to the East Coast of the United States, and if you were to be off by an inch, Rob, like what your example was, by the time you hit the East, the East Coast, you'd be over 100 miles off your destination. Now take that for a trip around the world and take that for a trip for a day and a month and a year and 10 years and, a de and decades. And then what happens is I get people who come to me with massive regrets in all areas of their life because their trajectory was off in the beginning. So what we do is our goal is to invest in our people either upfront or you will invest in them forever. What do I mean by that? People say, I don't have time to pour into my people. They should just do their job, right? That's the biggest thing. They should, I hire them. They should just do it. Yes, they should, but likely they won't. Otherwise, you as a manager are not needed. Managers are put in place, right, since the Industrial Revolution to make sure that people do their jobs. If everyone did their jobs, us managers, people listening to this podcast, would not be needed. So to sit there and assume that they're going to do their job would also assume that you are not needed in your role. But you are hmm. needed in your role because there's a high likelihood they're not going to do it. So what do we do? We need to make sure that their wants are as balanced as their wants. And this is where it gets to the car uh, description that I like to share. Every car has four wheels. Every wheel has four tires. What I always tell people is what happens if your tires are inflated too much? That's the obvious answer. They blow up. But what a few know is what happens if they're driven on and they're too deflated. They also blow up. They will pop. Tires are meant to be at a very specific pressure to be as optimal as possible. Those four tires remind me of what we call our four vital signs of fulfillment. And when these four vital signs of fulfillment are off kilter, just like our four vital signs of our body, breath rate, heart rate, blood temperature, and, and uh, blood rate, all of a sudden, our body starts going into shock, just like if your tires are off. Those four vital signs are internal, internal, physical, relational, and professional. So internal, okay. how are you growing your mind? Relational, how are you growing your connections? Physical, how are you growing your body? And professional, how are you growing your contribution, right? When those things are all off whack, there's no way the best version of me comes in. So if we are not aligned with a new hire, and I'm not talking the new hire that you met in the interview, because unless you do what Rob just talked about and what we're trying to teach here, that new hire that you just saw in that interview will never show up. It's like a whole different person shows up. By day 30, that willing wit who is willing to work overtime is wondering why you're making them stay till five on Friday. And you're sitting there going like 30 days ago, you would have done anything for this job. We made that transactional agreement and now you're not holding up your end of the bargain. Why is that? Well, that's the reason why us managers are needed. And that's what we're about to dive into a little more on on getting that alignment. So I love, I love all of those stories you just, you just gave. I relate to every one of them. I think they're all meaningful. Like that, one one degree off there's so many like i love that especially when you said if you compound it forget about daily weekly annually decades career right, right? 
I, I love that. And I love the idea that we should have us as leaders say, I got to be an alignment specialist. So, so the business case for it, you've made crystal clear. I don't think anybody could do a better job than you just did. Is there one or two things that you'd say, hey, leaders, if you want to be a good alignment specialist, here's a couple of things you, you ought to think about adding to your bag of tricks. Yeah. Questions. Ask Talk to me. Questions, right? That's the biggest mistake. <laughs> oh, man. I had, I had a client this morning we were talking with. And their controller would mess up and make mistakes. And he gets so frustrated. And I, I'd ask, there's three questions. So we wrote a book called Motivate the Unmotivated. Um, one of the programs that we offer people, it's called Motivation Management. It's all based on this concept of PVTT. That's personal value tied to task. What is your person's or people's PVTT, personal value tied to task? And that's what we focus on. And why do we do it that way? Because whatever they value is what they will work towards. And we think they're valuing money, but they're not. They're valuing what they'll do with that money. Money, every single study that has been done shows that money is not a motivator that we should be leveraging. Two reasons. Number one, other people have money. They can also incentivize your people to leave your company for. But Love value, that. you cannot pull or really put a true dollar amount on it because the individual you're doing it for teaches that. So we're having this conversation this morning, and there's three questions that we ask people to ask their team. And here's what they are. So if you want to write them down, get a pen. Yep. This is going to be Let's it. go. And this will be a video clip that we use for sure. Cool. So number one on how to motivate your people. Every single week for four weeks, you need to ask these three questions and listen. That's the key. Listen to their answers. Number one, what are you focused on this week? Number two, what are you grateful for this week? And then number three, what are you working towards this week? If I ask those questions for four weeks and there's something about this four-week cycle, I now can find trends in how Rob, if you're someone I'm managing, is answering. Two examples. One was an assistant of mine. Her one-word focus was cancer. I knew that wasn't a astrological sign, but for some reason, it was never brought up to me of what was going on in her life. At first, I thought that was her fault, but really, whose fault was it? It was mine. She didn't want to bother me with some of the stuff happening in her personal life. So she said cancer. I said, what's going on? And the reason I was curious was I was about to fire her because every Monday she would come in just not in a good space, right? She was groggy. She wasn't happy. Like, I don't need that on a Monday. Our culture doesn't need that on a Monday. She would leave Friday early, which also frustrated me. Because she had to get to her doctor's appointment to take her chemo treatments for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, suffer hmm. through the weekend just to get back in time on Monday. I wow. would have never known that about her. And I was about to fire her because she was a little groggy. Would have been a massive mistake on my part. Wow. Simple questions to ask. Another one was an individual who just every time I'd ask him about what are you grateful for, it was always time with his daughter. Time with his daughters, time with his daughters, time with his daughters. So if I had somewhere I needed that individual to be, maybe overtime, and he had a ballet rehearsal, that withdrawal by me asking him to go meet this client, to go do this one thing over, was not worth the potential dollars that could come into the company, if that makes any sense. What I could have done is I could have sent my younger sales rep or my younger person who wanted overtime, who wanted extra money, who wanted these other things, to go have that same conversation if it was needed. So- Taking time to ask those questions, following the trends, and making sure we understand what's going on. You'd be amazed how much is going on outside of your employee's life that you don't know about. How do I know that? This whole thing started with me and my wife. We would ask ourselves these nine questions 
on how to, how's our week going? And I was amazed how disconnected I was with my wife. I lived with her. Wow. How far disconnected do you think you are with your team? So we're talking alignment here. Yes, that is great. But who needs to be aligned? We as leaders need this yeah. information. When my fiance left me and I told everybody, hey, you're not going to believe it. We broke up. What do you think everyone's response was? Yeah, I saw that coming. Everyone else sees it. Managers, we are the last to know. Your whole team talks. Your whole team follows each other. Your whole team goes out for drinks. Your whole team don't have to be that next level removed. So you are the last to know what's happening within your team, but it impacts you the most. We're at a distinct disadvantage by not asking those questions on a regular basis. I love that. What a great, like, this is this is really cool. Man, I like this. I'm processing this. You can see me on the video here. I'm like, I'm sitting back <laughs> processing this. And I I love this. The wheels are turning right now. And I, I don't want to move off of this. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about time. I'm feeling scarcity of time because I think you have so much to offer our listeners. But I don't know if anything's more valuable than this concept of connection and alignment. Because I have to think, and I, this is why I want to sit in like, if you get that right, the rest of it probably comes a lot easier. Is that fair uh, to say? Yeah. So let me give them a formula so they can wrap their heads around this, right? So Perfect. I call it the motivational formula. It's I'm going to speak it, then I'll give you the formula. So it's how well you know yourself plus how well you know them. The sum of those two variables times whatever system you're using equals the results you're going to get. All right. So if hey, you say that one this, more time. Say that. Say that one more time. I want everybody to make sure yeah. that like this is important enough. Let's slow down so we can speed up. Cool. Yeah. So I'm gonna say how it should be written. It should be okay. parenthesis. Yep. Y plus T parenthesis times S equals R. So the sum of you plus them times whatever system you're gonna use equals the results you're gonna get. I like it. All right. So here's how we have to do. The reason we do this is if you are a negative variable and they are a negative variable, anything times a negative is a negative. So I don't care how good of a system it is, right? It could be, Rob, some of the systems you're teaching your people. It could be our system. Bad input equals bad output. That's how systems love work. Love it. Love it. So instead of worrying about what system we're using, what sales tactic are we using, we got to fix those two variables that are the most difficult variables to fix. And the reason why is no one takes the time to ask the right questions, ask the right questions about them and ask the right questions about you. When it comes to motivating people, motivation is not a character trait. It's a state of mind. And we are all in sales who are on this podcast and are likely listening to this podcast. That's what we do for a living. We change people's state of minds, right? We provide something and we need to ex express that value to them in a way that they are willing to part with something else they value, money. That's what sales is. That's also what motivation is. So when it comes to the fact of motivating others, making sure we're paying attention of who is it I'm trying to motivate, right? So the them part is those three questions. What are you focused on? What are you grateful for? What are you working towards? The you part is the most important one because that's all you can control. Yep. Hypocrisy kills motivation mm. instantly. If mm. you were being hypocritical in what you're doing, telling them to get there early, but you're like, hey, you guys have to be aware, alert at meetings. Are you alert at meetings? Are you feeding them what you're willing to eat yourself? Or are you feeding them what you read in a book two days ago without actually processing how you're going to implement it yourself? Motivational all-stars, as we call it, 
there's five features of them that I found makes them untouchable by anyone else. And I'm not talking motivational all-stars like guys who get on stage and jump around. We all like to do that, but that's I'm talking he, big movement people, people who you've learned about throughout history and how they've done it. Number one thing is proof is in their living. When the way they walk, it's just proof that they are what they are. So so that's the you, and you can read all about the motivation all stars in that book, all that stuff. I don't want to dive too much into that because you get the we'll make it easy for them to get the book too. We'll make sure we have links in the show notes to get the book for sure. Perfect. And you get it on Audible too, but we'll get that in there. The system, here's the key to the system. The system that you offer them needs to have the balance of structure that re-engages intention. So like what that. I call I call that is perpetual development. Not personal development, perpetual development, because they feed off of each other. If you don't have a structure that re-engages intention, you're wasting your time. You could pay me to come in. You could pay Rob to come in. We could get your team fired up. That's what we do. But if there's no structure to re-engage that intention, it's just going to be another good conversation we heard, another story we had. So how does this work? All right. When we first set our goals, our intentions are rare, are real. We do intend to do that. But as time goes on, intention goes down, right? We lose that intention. We need a structure that's going to re-engage that intention. That's literally where those nine questions came from that I told my wife I had that then we gave to that large company was because as salespeople, what do we do? We get fired up. We get fired up. We have, we have our sales goals. We're going to double-digit growth. No question about it. We're going to do it. Rah, rah. Everyone grab drinks. We're good to go. And then what happens? Phone call. First no. Second no. Third no. Fourth no. Fifth no. Now all of a sudden it's like, well, maybe the market's having issues. Okay. Sixth no. Seventh no. Eighth no. Not maybe the product pricing's wrong. Tenth, we keep going down and we're just making excuses. But as that's happening, our intention is dying out. So re-engaging intention on a regular basis. And if you do that, you know you, you know them, and you have a system that does what I just said. Structure with intention. It, the best way to describe it, it's like if you're going on a road trip, right? And if you're doing a road trip, you need attention and structure. But what you need on a road trip is you need a vehicle and a route. So that vehicle is the intention. That route is the structure. Got it. A vehicle with no route is a waste is wasted energy. A route with no vehicle is an is impossibility. Well, and a wasted opportunity, right? Yeah. So yeah. we think of it in that terms. And then you go, oh, man, but it, in order for that vehicle to work, we got to put some fuel in it. What that fuel is, is what companies burn their cash on trying to get people to come in and speak on motivation, speak on sales, all the different communication, leadership, all the different things that we think we need to talk on. But fuel dissipates over time unless you have that structure and intention to help make sure it stays alive. I really like that. Um, the concept of motivational all-stars is super interesting. Like I, I love the way you think. What I really love is the way you frame things up. Um, that that concept of needing structure that re-engages intention. I would imagine that's got to be one of the most important resources you have as a leader if you're leading people. Because otherwise, yeah. that's just gonna you're gonna be like that teacher on Charlie Brown going wah 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 wah. Right. <laughs> right. Am I am I am I piecing that together the right way? Yeah, and, and here's the key, though. Anything you offer to your people, anything that comes through our company goes through three filters to make sure it's worth the time of the people we're offering it to. This is going to sound crazy, but if it's truth, 
it works everywhere, right? Truth is constant, application changes. It goes through three filters for me. Number one, professionally, does this work in my business? Number two, family or personally, does it work with me personally and my personal goals, my physical goals, my well-being goals, my financial goals? And then number three, family. Does this work on my five-year-old daughter and my four-year-old son and my dog? Literally, if it works all the way down to my dog, I know it will work universally amongst anyone I talk to. Reason why I'm sharing this with you as leaders, if you're introducing something to your team and it's to increase sales or increase their ability to call, work it into how it can also impact their personal life. That's what our system does. It bridges the gap between professional and personal development. And it's it, there should be no gap. This concept of work-life balance is is garbage if I've ever heard it. It's been abused. One of the first things we do with clients is we tell them, come in and we say, what is your definition of work-life balance? And they make a different word besides balance. We cannot balance work and life unless we want to compare work and life. Instead, we want to do work-life integration and bring everybody in together to recognize the more I do at work, the more I sell, the more time I get to spend with my daughter for my, that one individual. The more I do at work, the more time I can be out there running the, the triathlons and working out the way I like. The more I do this, the more I can do that at home. We connect the dots and we bridge what we call PPGs, which is personnel performance gaps, by getting people from where they are to where they want to go. And as managers, the key and the reason why these companies have paid me to come in and do this for them is because it's not the company's job to do it for the people. It's our us as managers' job to help the people be equipped to bridge the gap back to us. And that's the key to the whole thing. Self-discovery. That's the jam, dude. That's the jam right there. Self-discovery leads to self-realization, leads to self-sustainability of these options that we teach. We could, like I said, when when you kicked it off and you introduced, I said, man, we could talk about the whole show, whole show on this. I feel like as good as what you just gave us, all we've done is scratch the surface. Oh. And so there's going to be more reason than ever for our <laughs> listeners to reach out to you and get what you have to offer. Cause I'm going to shift right now. Cause I, I feel like yeah. we owe it to our listeners. I'd like to cover maybe three topics while we're together. And that's, that's a killer first stop right there. Let's gotcha. go to the one that I'm really excited about. I, I can't wait to get your take on something. So I have a coaching model. I call it, I call it empower. I, I call it empowerment. It's an acronym. E M P O W E R E for me is the first step of coaching. It's enrollment. Gotcha. I believe that, and the reason I'm really excited to roll that run this by you is because you're in the intentional improvement business, very similar to me. Yeah. And I think that the primary role of any leader is the development of people. I don't think it's the accomplishment of a company goal. I think that's at best the third role, but number one is develop people. Any advice for our leaders? How do you get people to enroll or sign up or choose growth? I, you, you, I, I'm guessing you got a lot of power statements like I do. Like my, I, I'm, I got a lot, ton of one-liners. Like <laughs> yeah. one of my favorite one is talent is a gift, but growth is a choice. Our job yeah. as leaders is to help people choose growth. Any advice? Because sometimes when people are new to leadership or they start thinking of developing people this way, like this concept of getting people to enroll can be foreign sometimes. Yeah. Any thoughts around that, that you'd be willing to share? Do you even agree with it? That'd be that the first one. Do you think that people have to enroll? Do they have to sign up? Is that even important in your mind? Yes, 100%. Okay. So so how do you help them do that? Like make yeah, that part so of the, the environment. So we have to go back to how we, how, remembering our journey. 
Something okay. I think a lot of managers don't do, right? What what got us to buy into this stuff? Like, let's talk about goals, for example. What got me to buy into goals was what? I set goals and I got goals. If I didn't get goals, I probably would stop setting goals. That makes sense? Like, like there is, yes. there is a, a, I see the value. You hear me say that word before. So these people to enroll, as you're saying, need to see value, right? Think about it just the same as sales. So conversations going, all right, Rob, what is it you're looking to get out of doing this? And the best leaders serve their people. So what does it mean to serve their people is find out what they want and how do we help them get it? The one thing you'll be surprised by if you take what we're talking about and actually implement it or you use any of the content that we offer is that people don't want as much as you think they might want. Wow. Go right? deeper on that. Explain that. So, so for example, what do you want? Great example. My brother. I love my brother. Him and I are polar opposites. I always joke with my mom, my little brother is going to be the happiest one out of all of us. Why? Because my little brother's content with where he is in life. Few of us are, especially us in sales, we keep going and going and going and going and going. We keep grinding and grinding and grinding until I came to this realization that if we grind long enough, we end with nothing. Grinding hmm. is not a good strategy. You grind something down to nothing. Sharpen, yes, don't grind. What's the difference? The difference is one asks questions and the other one just forces their head through a wall. And that's what I mean by doing this, going through and having questions. So um, what is it you want? Man, I just would love to be able to cover my bills. Cool. You don't need a double, a, you know, a 10X goal. You need to cover your bills. Let's start there because I know we can do that. Okay, we hit that goal. What's the next one? Okay, we hit that goal. What's the next one? And you start letting them see these small wins because the key, um, there's a great book called Atomic Habits where they talk about this. Love it. Key, yeah, great love book. It. But the key that one of the things that stood out to me in that book was short-term intensity versus long-term consistency. When okay. we break everything up on a weekly basis and we break our goals down where what actions are we taking this week in order to move along to where we want to go, we have a better chance of hitting that. So long answer. Sorry, I know I like to talk a lot, but to answer your question, yes, they must enroll. How do we do it? We need to ask questions to find out what is it you truly want. Once I know what you want, and the, the scary part is few people know what they want. Then I'll know maybe not how to get them to actually enroll, but which program to enroll them in, just to use some of your terminology. No, and I really love that you don't have to speak my language. I, no, I, I, use I that. like it. The reason, the reason I ask is a lot of times I work with, I always work with sales leaders, but most times sales leaders have never taught how to be a sales leader. They may get some general generic leadership development but they almost always end up doing what was done to them. Okay. Yeah. That's almost always what they do. And so having them like try to change. And so I, I'm thinking of one of the leaders I coach when we first started talking about this buy-in and sign up and enrollment concept. And he took it to one of those more senior people that wasn't growing, wasn't developing fat and happy where they are. I love that you say they aren't valuing it because it, it's such a good lens to look through. Right. He went and said, Hey, so what, you know, what's your goal? What are you chasing? It was like that. He'd never had that conversation before. The guy looked at him like he was crazy and said, <laughs> I'm just going to work as hard as I can. Like I always do. I'm going to yeah. hope that it's good enough. Um, I'm not going to break any rules and I'm just going to work hard. And yep. I'm just going to cross my fingers and hope that it's good enough. Like it's always been. Yeah. And, and I think that that's more prevalent than people may be willing to admit. And, yeah, and so it's, go ahead. It's, yeah. it's, it's like running a marathon with no finish line. That's what it is. That's how we're all running our life right now. We wonder why we're upset and why work's never good enough and 
life's never good enough and my spouse is never good enough and money's never good enough because we're running without understanding what is our end goal. Like, like I, I think it's amazing. I had a buddy of mine write a book called You Should Only Have to Get Rich Once because so many people make money and they blow it versus sitting there going, hey, you know what? I kind of want to spend time with my family now. So why are you working so hard? Oh, so I can retire and spend time with my family. Well, then why are we waiting? Well, because I have to work. Well, no, there's a way to do both if you actually use your time wisely. You don't have to sit there and grind out 80 hours a week of just kind of hitting the nut pavement and getting after. There's times in our book we call them expansion cycles that a client of ours shared with us, which I love that term. Hey, there's times where we're just we're in an expansion cycle. It's a hard time right now. But we have to recognize the fact that we are here um, with a goal, with a purpose. And because of that, we need to figure out from our teams, what is it you want out of this? Like they might not want to grind it out. And here's the other thing is everyone thinks we need to advance, 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 advance. And I'm not against that at all. Trust me. I love goals. I love growing. That's what I feel most alive doing. But I don't want to grow someone like my brother past his point, right? Mm -hmm. I want to grow him to where he wants to go. And what I do is it's another client of ours calls it the uh, strategic inflection point or a SIP point. And the way he talks about that is it's like a bell curve. Everyone has a bell curve of growth, right? When they hit that curve coming up, you're going to want to put another curve for them to kind of keep that momentum to go up. And then you go another curve. And how do you do it? It came back to this concept. And I know, Rob, you can cut me off anytime, but it came back to this concept that one of our clients said when he, he told me, I said, man, I said, you guys are like herding cats, trying to get them to get, I couldn't get them to do anything. And he goes, you know how you herd cats? I go, no. He goes, you move the food bowl. I said, ah, oh, that's interesting. That's, that's a great awesome. point. So what I did was I had to get one of my clients. I had to get them what I told them I was going to get them. So I did everything I could. I, I actually lost money doing it. And all of a sudden, after I got a check in his hand, the way I said I was going to, he started answering and so did his friends and so did his buddies and so did everyone else in the industry that knew him. Now, all of a sudden, we had the momentum we needed. So what happens is when you move the food bowl, you find out, number one, what type of food do they like to eat? That's where you ask the questions. Then you put the food bowl somewhere that's within reach, big thing, but is a stretch. If that food bowl is impossible, eventually they'll give up. It's got to be within reach, but a stretch. Here's the kicker. Once they've gotten to the food bowl, let them eat a little. Don't take it away right away. Don't force them to go somewhere else right away. Let them enjoy what they did. We have to celebrate our wins. And we have this structure that we work with all the people, no matter what area of your life it is. It could be your relationships, could be your physical well-being, your professional, your internal. But it starts with daily actions followed by weekly planning, monthly refine, quarterly reset, annual retreat. All of those need to point back up to where you want to be in 15 years. Every single day when our clients are taking daily actions, they can tie them directly to where they see themselves in 15 years. Now there's value in every single task that they're doing. I really love this, Matt. Matt, this is even more fun to talk about than I thought. <laughs> We're down to our last seven minutes. Yeah. And I have one, like I have like, 10 more things on our punch list of things I thought we'd get back to. So what this means is hopefully in a few months, we have you back. Um, I want to try and combine two for our last thing, just for you to give a soundbite on, because yeah. I think it's important enough. I think it goes to who you are. And I think it's something that's a good way to wrap this. And then we'll give you a chance to tell our listeners how to connect with you. And then we'll have to give you a final thought. And we'll be out of here. 
systems are something you always talk about. I, we haven't had you give a definition on what a system is and why it's important. Uh, you've given examples of several today in the 45 minutes that we've been together. I want to take systems and I want to take this idea. I call it, there's no happy accidents. It's this concept yeah. of intentional growth. Blend those. Riff for four or five minutes on what's a system, why they're important, and this concept of intentionality, no happy accidents. I'd love your thoughts on that. Yeah, so um, this is unplugged with Mac Granados. Here we are. All right, so systems are a repeatable process that give you an expected outcome. That would be my off-the-head definition of a system, right? So okay. repeatable actions that cause an expected outcome. When it comes to no accidental there are no accidents happening or intentionality coming through. We need to make sure that those systems are feeding back to it. If we don't have our systems feeding back to that intention or being fed by that intention, you're not going to get the outcomes that we're looking for. So what it reminds me of is a, is a line that I like to use similar to what you said, which is change is inevitable. Growth is intentional. Love it. Did we choose that outcome? Was that an expected outcome that happened based on our input? Or did it just happen because the market went up? Did it just happen because all of a sudden this was now made available, right? Was this really something we did or was this something that kind of happened because of what's going on in the rest of the world? So when it comes to systems, the question is, is do you have something that you can repeat over and over again and get the same expected outcome? If not, that's not a system. Maybe it's a process. Does that make sense? Like that's my different, a process is like the way I go from A to Z. But that process can be A, T, R, P, N. A system is something like A, B, C, D, all the way to Z. And I want to make sure that when we're doing these systems, that it's making sense. One form of systems is these things that we call goals. Let me explain okay. something when it comes to goals. And because that's how I see systems when it comes to when we're working with other people, right? Why are we doing it? So we can actually achieve success. The most successful people that I work with have a system before they need it. Average Say that again. Person, Say that again. Say that again. That's too important. The, Say that again. The most successful people I know have a system when they need it. Average people find a system once they realize they need it. And lost people don't realize they ever needed a system. But this universe <laughs> functions in structure and rhythm. Structure brings freedom. Rhythm brings peace. When you look back at what COVID did to all of us, yes, health-wise, that is what it is. But when it came to a societal impact, it took away our structure and our rhythm and people fell apart. Structure brings freedom. Rhythm brings peace. Your systems in your life, like when you wake up, what do you do in the morning? We all do similar things. We are creatures of habits. This universe is built on systems, on truths that we cannot break, on law. So for example, you jump off the building. It wasn't that the ground hit you. You made a choice to go against a natural law, and the outcome is this. And our systems need to be as, as anchored in truth so that the outcome cannot be questioned. And that's how we push these all together. If that makes sense, Rob. I know that was a little bit of riffing on, on the things that we do. but for uh, What like I asked I, you to do. It was perfect. It was and, perfection. And, a, and let me give you a personal example of this, right? So my daughter, okay. Natalie has an extremely rare medical condition, right? She's the 17th person to ever have it. Uh, gravity doesn't necessarily work in her favor. So she's in a wheelchair. It's hard for her to lift her arms up, right? That's how heavy her arm is based on her ability muscularly. Well, Natalie, when she gets sick, ends up in the hospital for a week to 10 days, multiple times a year. 
well, how do I possibly do all this stuff having that massive variable in my life? Well, it comes down to what I call the 80-20 principle of planning. This is a system that we have. 80% of my life I can plan, 20% I can't. However, if I don't take care of the 80, the 20 feels like 100. 80% of your clients, right, will produce 20% of the problems that you're dealing with, right? This is how this whole 80-20 principle works. What I realized with Natalie was having this system, these nine questions that I ask myself every single week on how to prep myself and get myself going allows me to deal with the scariest things life has to offer to us, which is a sick child or someone we love without dropping the ball in all the other areas of my life. We do not need to make the sacrifices the way the world has told us we need to if we have a system that can handle our entire life. Mm. And that's why I love systems. I will systemize everything. My wife and I, when we go on a date, once a month, we go on what's called a life date. There's a system to that. It's on our website if you want it, right? Just how do we actually connect, get the most out of our time together? Because otherwise, we're spending a lot of quality time together, but no quantity time. And we want to make sure that we're putting the time in we need to get what we need out. All right, man. This was epic. I knew time was going to go fast. It went faster than I thought. I want to make sure our listeners get get all the info on how to connect to you. We're going we're gonna to have all the links in the show notes. We're going to have links to everything. You're going to give me everything we need to connect them. But take a minute on how people can get more of you, how they can yeah. connect with you, how they can get access to all of your resources. Because I'm hopeful that a lot of people will take you up on what you have to offer. Yeah, let's do this. Let's um, Our social handles at Life Pulse Inc. on all the platforms. You can easily follow us there. You can email me directly, uh, Matt G at lifepulseinc.com. Uh, you can email, that's my personal email. It'll come directly to me. Um, and if you want, you can go check out one of the programs that we always tell people, to, where do I get started? How do I do this? How do I start implementing this stuff? Is go to our website, lifepulseinc.com backslash architect. And uh, what we'll do is just put in the, the code. We'll do Jepson as the code for your listener specifically, Rob. Uh, if they're interested, but that's how you'll be able to get access at a discounted price. But if you just have a general question, come to me. I mean, I love, I know you got a lot of listeners, so we'll see how my inbox blows up, but I really appreciate you having us on Robin, just what you're doing for salespeople. Uh, for those who are listening to this, we all feel lonely at times because we feel like we're on an Island, but we're not, it's hard. It's grueling, but it's worth it unless we grind ourselves all the way down with a ton of regrets. So let's get that trajectory on point. Let's pour into our people, get ourselves balanced. And I think you'll see life is a lot easier than we tend to make it out to be. Dude, that's so good. Matt, thank you on behalf of 50,000 listeners worldwide. Thank you for an hour of your time. Fantastic conversation. His name is Matt Granados. He is helping people learn to sharpen, not grind. He's teaching them to stop running a marathon that does not have a finish line. And he does it by helping people buy into the idea that change is indeed inevitable. But growth, it's got to be intentional. And if you can be a leader that helps them make that choice, you can be high impact, legendary leader that creates life changing years in a way that's a difference maker. I hope you will check out the links in the show notes. I hope you will connect to Matt because he will help you be a better leader. And frankly, you're going to live a more fulfilled life. Matt, thank you for joining me. I appreciate everything you've done. And as I say to everybody, happy selling. Hey everyone, welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? 
But first, this episode is brought to you by Sales Leadership United. Q2 is in full swing, and every sales leader needs to find ways to create more impact with the people they lead. And that's why I created Sales Leadership United. It's the world's largest collection of sales leadership assets. Creating sales leadership assets is hard. It takes a lot of time, and you always wonder if what you're building is going to work. But members of Sales Leadership United have access to proven trainings, proven techniques, and some of the tactics used by some of the world's most successful sales leaders. With a simple search, you can find sales leadership resources, proven frameworks, modern systems, sales meeting ideas you can use immediately, and much, much more. Systems on any leadership topic you'll ever need are ready for you to tap into at Sales Leadership United. Hundreds of video segments from some of the most successful sales leaders in the world are here and are one search away. You can find Sales Leadership United on Patreon, and for less than the cost of lunch, you can have access to more sales leadership materials than you may have ever imagined. New materials released every week, and you'll never be operating on old systems ever again as a member of Sales Leadership United. So click the link in the show notes and check out Sales Leadership United today. Now, Matt's doing really cool things uh, with teams that I know, and, and his work has been brought to my attention multiple times. So I was really excited to get him on the show. And when we got Matt going, there were some awesome themes discovered. And, and his concept of trajectory is one that I just haven't stopped thinking about. And in fact, I've started doing some of my own work around. That's one of the reasons I love this conversation so much, because it's about creating momentum, movement breaking free from the status quo, actually doing things, acting, executing. And there's a few things that he shared that will help you create action with the members of your team, because I think that's what leadership is about. It's about creating influence that helps those you lead choose growth, helps them choose action, helps them decide to do something different of their own free will and choice, not because they were compelled, This idea of combining direction and force and how that is what creates trajectory is really interesting because Matt's right. Trajectory will predict where you land. And this idea of direction and action, direction and force, this this explains why you can work your guts out, action, force, but not get what what you want because your direction was wrong. It also explains why you can be on the right road and even have that right direction but never get to the finish line because you didn't execute well enough. Because let's face it, even if you're on the right path, if you're not moving, you're going to get run over, passed by, or hurt. So direction and action. I want you to think about those two things. Write them down. Direction and action. And that conversation led to Matt sharing insight around motivation. And I really liked how he's talked about alignment and then he shared his formula on motivation. He calls it the motivation formula. And I really, really dig it. I've, I've written it down. I've thought a ton about it. I, I just spent spring break with my family and I spent some time writing and, and I spent a lot of time thinking about what this formula means. And I, I just thought that this formula was so insightful because it's how well you know you multiplied by how well you know them, them meaning the people you lead, and then multiplying that by the right systems, meaning it's a system that you are comfortable with and you can teach and you can use, but it's also a system that will be relatable and something that's usable by the person that you're leading. That That's interesting. And that led me to thinking about what I think one of the most important skills is for a leader. And 
I asked one of my people that I coached this morning what they think one of the most important skills was, and it led to a really great conversation about just this characteristic of leadership. I think one of the most important skills that we need to have that we probably don't think about as a skill, it's how do you meet someone where they are? Now, this is a phrase you hear thrown around a lot, meet them where they are. What does it mean though? As I researched it, I think the idea of meeting them where they are started with teachers, but it applies to lots of professions and leaders, in particular sales leaders, maybe more than anybody else, especially right now. Um, here's what I think it means. I, I think meeting someone where they are means discovering their values, discovering their style, their needs and their emotions. And then connecting with all of those things in a way that's effective for the person you lead, not what's efficient for you as a leader. That's an area that we make mistakes. We always do what we think is, you know, can be most efficient or effective, or we make this assumption of the golden rule, do unto others as they would do unto you. But that's good when you're a grade schooler. It's good for a lot of things in our social construct, but as a leader, it makes a lot of assumptions that I'll get to in a second. Those assumptions are scary. I'll go back. It's connecting to their values, their styles, their needs, their emotions, and connecting to them in a way that's effective for the person you lead. It's so easy for us to get frustrated when someone doesn't meet our expectations or doesn't operate the way that we do. But if you want to be an elite leader, you've got to be adaptive. You've got to help those you lead create a trajectory that gets them to where they want to be. This applies to develop, developing reps and developing other leaders. The longer we're in leadership roles, the more important it is to develop those who come behind us. Man, I've, I've been thinking about this almost nonstop for the last few weeks after I had this conversation with Matt. And I think there's several things that we need to do if we want to make meeting people where they are a superpower of ours. And I won't be able to get into all of it here, but I will share what I think is the place it starts. I think the place that meeting someone where they are starts is awareness. Awareness fits into Matt's formula of how well we know ourselves and how well we know the person we're leading. Awareness isn't just asking the right questions, though this certainly is important. Awareness is also about observations. I think that if we can get really good at awareness, and awareness is about this understanding of the individual, this I get you kind of moment, that's the thing that gives you some opportunity to win big. Now, I will also say that awareness is a path to both organizational and personal disaster as a leader. So there's a lot more to it than that. I think there's at least five things that we need to be good at if we want to be good at meeting people where they are. Uh, I'll be having some materials about that in Sales Leadership United this week. Um, but I think this idea of meeting people where they are is something we need to be intentional about as leaders. I'm going to go back to something I mentioned a second ago, the golden rule. The golden rule is something we've heard since we're young. Do unto others as you would have others do to you. Say it another way. Treat others the way you'd want to be treated. And yes, that works in most arenas, but it doesn't always work if you're a sales leader because it assumes the people you lead want what you want. It assumes the people you lead are motivated the way you're motivated. It assumes the people you lead learn and grow the same way you learn and grow. And if you can get this right, this connection, this awareness, this meeting them where you are, I think then you're going to be able to start to tap into this formula that Matt shares that creates predictable results. And then you can use the whole blueprint that he shared with us. 
I'm going to start dropping some of the words that I think were most important from this episode. Awareness, alignment, motivation, enrollment, direction, systems, trajectory. All of these things work together to help you create an operating rhythm. And I love how Matt wrapped this up. Structure equals rhythm. Rhythm equals freedom. And that means rhythm equals peace. You connect to people by meeting where, where they are. You create and give structure that helps them feel freedom and feel peace. And then, then you can help them create that operating system because that rhythm you create will create life-changing years for those fortunate enough to have you as a leader. Structure is something that provides safety. Matt, thank you so much for joining me. I love your work. I appreciate you sharing your insights with us today. This was a fantastic conversation and one I'm so happy to share with sales leaders around the world. If we can help those we lead have predictable successes, we can have massive impact with the people and the companies we're connected to. So Matt, thank you for being willing to take an hour of your time and share with our leaders. My advice to everyone listening to this episode today is to connect with Matt. Check out his resources. Reach out to him with questions. Listen, we got links in our show notes to make this easy to do. Trust me, you'll be glad to be connected with Matt. And finally, thanks to each of you, our listeners. The greatest compliment you can give us is to share the show with those you work with. Introduce them to the Sales Leadership Podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes, and you can support the show by checking out Sales Leadership United. Head to Patreon and check it out. I promise you'll be, you'll be glad you did. Thank you for your ongoing support of the Sales Leadership Podcast. Thank you for helping this become the number one podcast for sales leaders in the world. Leave us a review. Uh, remember that it's our job to, to create life-changing years for the people that we lead. And, and share this message with someone who needs to hear it. And then get after it because life is short. You got no guarantee of what comes tomorrow. So maximize today. Be elite, live strong, and chase those passions. Do your best work so you can live your best life. Never forget that you got this and I got you. Have a terrific week. Thank you so much for joining the Sales Leadership Podcast, the award-winning sales leadership podcast for those sales leaders looking to create legendary impact to those they lead. The greatest compliment you can give is to share this show and any of your favorite episodes with your fellow sales leaders, social media followers, or other communities you're part of. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. If you want to discuss any of the topics discussed on the show, want to level up your leadership impact, discuss executive coaching services, or even include me at an upcoming event, hit me up at rob at jetpg.com. That's rob at jeppg.com. And to those of you working to become a legendary sales leader, I salute you and wish you much success on your journey. Whenever you need someone in your corner, you know where to find me.